like what I said earlier, what exactly makes toxic masculinity toxic, and at what point does a joke become too far? Because yeah, there's obviously locker room talk that a lot of people consider is um, funny in a way. Yeah, you joke about guy stuff and you say things towards the opposite sex that seem kind of funny but at what point would that become too far sure. is any portion of that too far yeah like should you even touch that outskirt of joke yeah i think recently like like we we're just talking about so many of these terms and society get used so often that like they kind of lose their significance um toxic masculinity being one of them like anytime a guy does something that a guy does they're like oh that's just toxic masculinity i think that's kind of bs yeah. but as far as like how we joke um and how we communicate i think more of it for me has to do with more like underlying ideology and like i think you and i would know the difference between you know a guy that says something like like a goofy stupid thing that teenagers say versus like hearing something from an old timer or someone who older who you're like oh wow like you actually think this is okay you know like a guy joking about how hot a girl is or like how he would like totally get with her or whatever versus like an someone older who thinks they have a right to a woman's body or thinks they can do whatever they want like i think that's kind of more for me where the line is driven um between what's toxic and what's i i even hate to use the term locker room banter mm -hmm. because for reasons uh, that we've seen play out that term even in, even in and of itself has become so charged um so I think that that's more like I think I know the difference. Like I think I hear the difference in how my friends talk and more more than how they just talk but how they live. You know what I mean? Like some like you and I can joke about something mm -hmm. and know that's not like who we are or how we live. Right. And I think it becomes dangerous when the things we say are backed up by how we live. You know what I mean? I agree. And obviously, you know, you hear something said by an older gent who's been sure. married to someone for, what, 40, 50 years, yeah. and they say something towards a younger person, it's going to have a weird feeling to it that just doesn't sound right, right, especially when you've been married to someone for a long time, and they, and maybe even their spouse doesn't realize that. Yeah. You know, maybe even their spouse doesn't even think it's that big of a deal because of the generation they grew up in. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think that just growing up and how we have we can tell what's wrong but um you know the whole term locker room banter yeah well, i don't know what is that then because right now all i can think of is the whole trump phrase right right yeah so then what would be locker room banter if you talk about if you see some some chick and her she has nice cleavage sure right, in your locker right. room and you say something about it is that considered wrong locker room talk right when it comes to a person's body does it become bad right i think i would go back 
to again on like how it impacts how we live or like the dis not disciplines but like the rules that we live by like our moral code and if a if a guy's able to say like oh that girl's so hot blah blah, blah ha 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 mm-hmm. you know i think that's significantly different than like oh i'm gonna do this to mm-hmm. this girl or i think i they may not say i think i have the right to do this but they'll talk in that way of authority that disvalues you know the um disvalues somebody else i think that's where it becomes dangerous like give me one night and i bet i could right lay this person yeah exactly that was a common thing i would hear from a lot of people in college you know just oh you know what she's so hot just give me one night i bet you i'll talk to you about tomorrow right you know if it happens yeah yeah it's almost like the whole idea of um obviously it's not murder but murder and then murder with intent yeah has two different charges yeah right yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's weird because you don't want to be the the moral police going around telling, you know, boys they can't talk about how pretty girls are, and like we're we're using that in in, in reference to, in reference to sexuality. But there's so mm-hmm. many other things, um, and I just think for young men it becomes dangerous, especially if you grow up with the thought process that you are your sexuality. Or you are your sexual conquests, you know, instead of like everything else that you are as a human. Were you ever in a point where maybe you were on the cusp of understanding what was wrong or right in that discussion, but you were surrounded by other people that were talking in that way and you felt like you would just agree with them or follow along with what they were saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. (laughs) Another realm of peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I remember being in high school, having conversations with my friends where, like, they know I didn't talk like that. So if I ever did say something either to, like, fit in or, like, try to keep the conversation or keep the joke going, they would pause and be like, wait a minute. Did Nathan really just say that? Like, it it would be funny and, you know, um, like, it would make sense within the context of... The, the group of people or whatever, but it was still off-brand for me. Right. You know what I mean? And I th- so I think for me, the line became, what what's the difference between, like, who I am? Um, like, as, as a Christian, like, who do people know me to be? How do I operate within that? It doesn't mean that I'm a boring person, but how do I operate within that without giving up the integrity of who I am? Yeah, like the idea of getting along with other guys, still fitting in that whole um, demographic of just chilling out with the boys, but being a good example, like what you were, because obviously if they were questioning whether or not, like why you were saying something right. like that, that meant that you were good. You were a good example for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I've been guilty of that too, obviously, peer pressure, but... Um, I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's something that seems so small in the moment, but if we really make the right decisions, I think we can change how people think or at least change how they interact with others. Again, if you decide to be the good guy and two other guys that have that mindset and they don't want to talk about it in front of you, they're mm-hmm. going to do that regardless in the locker room. Yeah. Um, maybe just being the good example is all it takes. Or maybe bad people are just bad people. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that part boggles my mind. Then you get into morality hmm. <laughs> and uh, what causes people to act a certain way, whether it's their how they grew up, their family life, mm-hmm. or maybe they're just doing the same thing and they're trying to fit in. Yeah. I remember some conversations I would have where, like, there would be one guy that would be kind of above the moral reproach. Mm-hmm. And it all, like, it leaves people stuck in their tracks because I truly believe, especially in young men, they're just trying to constantly one up each other. So, yes. like, we'll, <laughs> like, we'll say things for shock value. And then if it lands, then we keep going. If yes. it doesn't, then we, like, pull back. You know, so someone somewhere is setting the standard for what is normal talk, for what is okay, what's not. And I think more recently I've been of the thought process of like, well, if someone's going to set the standard, it might as well be me. Right. If not, then I'm just going to be following it until somebody else says this isn't, you know, cool or worth talking this way or, or whatever. I don't know. That's another good point. Jeez. It's a hard thing, though. I was talking with my brother, who's 17, recently, and kids these days? I know. (laughs) Like, I I feel like such an old-timer saying it like that, but teenagers these days are ruthless. Mm -hmm. Like, they are evil to each other in the things they say and how they joke. And I thought kids were bad when I was in school. But, like, it's the difference between, like, when we were kids... People would say, like, oh, you know, you made me mad. I'm going to kill you, like, blah, blah. Versus now, kids are telling each other, like, go kill themselves. <laughs> more mental. Yeah, it's so mental. That's more dangerous than, I think, physical. Because in the end, if someone beats you up, you can go learn how to defend yourself. Right. And then you can get that confidence. If someone tears you down mentally, you can't get that confidence. Because even if you want to get that confidence, if you go and you see a counselor if you're young or a therapist when you're older you are judged yeah and you're looked at like a weak person yeah (laughs) it's insane man it's absolutely insane when i was um i can't remember when minecraft came out early 2000s mid 2000s yeah so i was pretty young um i know uh we're both still in our 20s right? Yeah, yeah yeah so i was still pretty young but I would go on there, and I was a pretty tough kid mentally. Yeah. Um, even though I grew up homeschooled and I didn't have much of a tie to anything on sure. the outside world, but I knew that if someone told me to kill myself, it wasn't a big deal. Right, it wasn't going to bother you. But my brother, who was much younger, and he would play Minecraft with me online. Yeah. And they had this thing, Minecraft Hunger Games. You get together, go to the center of this map, you pick up a weapon, and you run away and try and be the last person standing. Well, you could still talk and chat with right. other people. It wasn't like standard single-player Minecraft. And people would just constantly tell people to kill themselves. And I remember being so worried for my brother every time that was said because I knew that it bugged him more than it bugged me. Yeah. Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I was terrified for him. And uh, I noticed it got worse in college you know, the kids that were my age in college, because me and my brother, we ended up in college at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was a senior. He was uh, a freshman. The freshmen, they berated each other mentally. Yeah. The seniors did not. Yeah. 
whether we were more grown up <laughs> yeah whatever. but the, the freshmen they would say oh kill yourself oh you stupid fool yeah they, they'd make fun of your appearance in a way where it made you think that man maybe i'm never going to be able to find any amount to anything yeah yeah jeez i don't know it's getting worse now than i think it was in the 70s 80s 90s or early 2000s yeah where it was more physical maybe it's because like <laughs> just as a race we've run out of things to <laughs> to make fun of each other on so now you're going for the last thing which is left which is your mental sanity <laughs> like it's just it's possible it's weird man i would have never felt the need to go there with someone to win an argument Most actually people wouldn't want to right well yeah <laughs> yeah so when i was when i was in grade school there was this kid that used to bully me and I knew, like from hearing teachers talking on the playground, that he like had a pretty hard uh, family situation. And I just remember like holding on to that information mm-hmm. for the next day that he would like try to come at me. So I remember like hearing teachers talk and say like, oh, such and such is going through a hard thing. You know, the parents are like their marriage is on the rocks and stuff like that. And as like a fifth or sixth grader, I can't remember, he like said something to me on the playground. And I said, well, at least my parents love each other. And it like rocked him. He never talked to me again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I look back, I look back and I regret it deeply. But like, as a fifth grader, like you just want people off your back, you know? Right. But I just think through like, dang, like I, I couldn't relate to his family situation, but I knew that if I got him there, then that would yeah. do something. And I just try to, like, maybe that's where all kids are nowadays, you know, in conversation on masculinity and, uh, you know, like, strength and, and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it is just all based in wanting the, the last, you know, the final word in every argument. And it's just, it's not worth it. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the idea of the alpha male. Yeah. Um, there was... Um, and that goes in two ways, I think, because when I was in, granted, homeschool groups, sure. obviously different. Sure. But in gym class, there was this guy, um, I'm going to call him Riley Smith. Sure. Not his name, but. That works. Um, we, uh, we hated each other. And one of the ways we used to one up each other was with arm wrestling. Because he always used to call me a weak little bitch. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> I uh, arm wrestled him and I beat him. And that felt like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But in the same gym class, there was a guy. His name was... Um, uh, I'm not going to use his Tom, name. Tom Davis. Tom Tenard. Tom Tenard. Yeah. Um, and uh, he had a mental issue. And I would hang out with him after class. And yeah. I, I would you know, just try to make him feel welcome. And um, one day I went and I played like... Sims City or whatever with okay. him at his house and it was awkward because I sat there while he just played the whole time nice. I was thinking man this is horrible but he feels okay yeah well he would run a certain way in gym class because we would do relays yeah and he ran to where he would throw his legs all the way back to where he would hyper extend them oh, he was six foot five <laughs> all right and he was a freshman oh my gosh so he looked dorky when he yeah. ran and I noticed the more I hung out with him I would run like him yeah and I was embarrassed by that because one day someone told me, you need to stop hanging out with Sam Tenard. 
or Tom Tom Tenard. <laughs> yeah, I've already forgotten yeah. the fake name. Yeah, I think. <laughs> that's good. Um, you need to stop hanging out with him because you're starting to run like him. And I said, well, he needs a friend too. And they said, just stop hanging out with him. Jeez. You know, he he's nothing. You know what I did? Stop hanging out with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I got better at running for some reason. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact I was hanging out with him. Yeah. Necessarily. But I stopped hanging out with him and he stopped showing up. I don't ever know what happened to him. Jeez. But, you know, at the time I probably felt like more of a man because I was running faster. Yeah. And I was a pretty decent member of the relay races. But nowadays as an adult, I think it would have been, I would have been more of a man if I had just hung out with him. Yeah. I didn't feel like a, part of the team or something yeah it's like at what cost yeah at, at what cost do we try to impress or try to fit in or whatever mm-hmm. you know right it's not as simple as an arm wrestling match when it's yourself against some other dude and, right you know it's like the uh, whole pecking order yeah this was me trying to peck against someone that had no chance yeah weird it is weird and i think kids will always be that way in a sense oh yeah because you're like you're trying you're you're trying to become your own person and trying to figure out what your identity is or and what that looks like and that's fine that's the the struggle of adolescence but i think like what you were saying with with what you've been doing the the program the community program that you've been involved with i -hmm. think that's how you help change the perspective of how people view themselves and others mm-hmm. because you've got an older man coming in saying like this isn't the way to solve conflict this will leave you empty or dead you know and um there's a better way and even though they may look at you at, as like the old millennial who's coming in as with whatever like they remember that stuff you know the same way we remember those situations from our childhood like that kind of stuff, it leaves an impact, and we remember it, regardless of if we like it in the moment, but we remember it. There was a kid with cauliflower ear, actually, that came in, and he was, I think he was 16, so obviously, you know, if you have cauliflower ear, you've either been in high school wrestling yeah. without a headset, yeah. or you've been through some stuff, Yeah. and a lot of the kids would make fun of him for it, and... Uh, he felt down about it, and he was actually trying to better himself, get in the program, and all that, but other kids would make fun of him for it, and I remember just telling some of the kids, hey, look, I'm not saying try to get ears like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm saying him having ears like that means that he can kick more butt than you ever yeah. could. 